It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for December the 14th. Yes, I know, Friday, last night, was maybe the most pedestrian basketball Friday we will have in the month of December, but that is simply because, my friends, today is so darn good. Lots of great happenings out and about today, including but not limited to the Monroe City Tournament Championship tonight. Yes, we've got a Monroe City versus Palmyra double dip tonight, which is the way it should be every single year. That gym will be packed. The energy will be incredible. You won't be able to park anywhere near the joint, but it will be well worth it if you can get in. And in fact, that is going to be one of the foci to this morning of our show is we're going to talk with Brock Idris about the boys basketball team's big showdown with Palmyra. Both of those teams have been really good in the early season, but this is really the biggest test for both. So excited to kind of break down what tonight means, and I think Brock Idris's Monroe City Panthers have a chance to be incredibly good this season. We'll also get inside the inner workings of his team as well. We're also going to talk to Keokuk head coach Zach Summers, who has drawn rave reviews from no less than Brock Idris for the progress his Keokuk Chiefs have made this season. They're coming off a big win last night on the road, so we'll talk a little bit about that with Zach, plus all things Keokuk Athletic because he is, in fact, the Chiefs Athletic Director as well. So before we get into all of the things ahead, let's look back at last night, break down what we did have on the schedule. And what we did have on the schedule last night was a couple of major breakdowns by the Quincy Blue Devil basketball team who got off to a hot start against Sterling, then saw their offense go kaput in the second quarter. Quincy High School rallies back from as many as, I think, double digits in the third quarter, gets it back to within two, and then watch Sterling drop the hammer at a 59-48 loss as the Blue Devils fall to 5-2 and two on the season. Adante Kreider led the way in scoring last night before he fouled out in the fourth quarter. Again, 59-48, Kreider was 16 last night. Over in Payson, it was Hall of Fame night last night. Great ceremony there as Payson takes down... Uh, excuse me, 10th-ranked Payson takes down Unity last night, 79-41. to Lucas Luce needed 27 points in that game to reach his 1,000th. He scored exactly 27 points to get to that landmark. Also, Cole Schwartz had 27 points in the win for Payson Seymour, who stays undefeated. Concord Triopia with the biggest upset last night, beating Liberty in overtime at Triopia. 50-44, to Garrett Bell led the way for the Trojans in that win as Rich Thompson, who's returned to the bench and is now the head coach of Triopia Boys Basketball. Biggest win yet in his return, a big win over Liberty last night. Also, West Central undefeated and ranked third in the state, takes down Illinois School for the Deaf, 95-34. to Drew Evans leading the way in that one with 16 points. At the Spartan Classic in North Green, Western gives a very good Calhoun team all it could handle, but falls just short of an upset in the title game last night, 56 Seven-year final, Kyle Colgrove had 17 points in the loss for the Wildcats. Also at the Spartan Classic, Brown County just shy of taking down Lovejoy last night, losing 51-48. to Nathan Hendricker with 21 points in a losing cause. The Pittsfield Sockies, they go on the road and pick up a nice win over Riverton last night, 54-41. to Cade Tomhave with 16 points there. In a game played at the Old Gym in La Harpe last night, A-Town beats Illini West 64-30. 
Also last night, in Macomb at the hangar, West Hancock comes in, and Drake Hamill single-handedly beats Macomb. I mean that literally. Drake Hamill scored 30 points. Macomb only had 25 total as West Hancock wins that game 43-25. to It was Beardstown with a win over Bushnell Prairie City, 75-52. Pascal Gilavogi in that one with 25 points. The Monroe City Tournament last night, consolation bracket action. Mark Twain takes down South Shelby, 69-46. to Remember the name Preston Eckler. He's off to a hot start. He's been incredibly good for the Tigers to date, and he had 28 last night in that victory. As I alluded to earlier last night, Keokuk takes down Mount Pleasant 56-50 to last night. Ty J. Mueller with 13 points in the win for Zach Summers' team. Zach Summers will join us about 8-18 in this show, and we'll uh, break it all down with him there. Also last night, it was uh, Burlington Notre Dame beating Holy Trinity in Southeast Iowa 46-45. Quentin Schneider with 14 points in a losing cause. Not a lot of girls' action last night. What we did have, kind of pedestrian as well. Hannibal, though, with a big-time win over Clopton last night, 57-38. to Sydney Hart with 17 points, 13 of them in the second half to lead the Lady Pirates to victory. Don't sleep on the Lady Pirates, who've been pretty darn good in the early season. That's a team worth watching. A lot of that young talent is finally starting to rise. This might be a really good finish to the year for the uh, Hannibal Lady Pirates. Also last night, Highland holds off Bowling Green, 49-44. to Lauren Merrill with 27 points last night in the win. She also signed this week to play college softball. She is the reigning Clarence Cannon Conference Player of the Year. Signed to play college softball with John Woods, so she's having a pretty darn good week. Also last night at the Monroe City Tournament, we did have one upset last night. Cell Shelby takes down Paris 52-47 to as Miranda Patterson scores 13 points in that one. It's a really nice win for Luke Laughlin's crew, which has a nice veteran point guard, Miss Patterson, and a lot of young talent coming, so South Shelby's day could be on the rise as well. In the consolation bracket at the Monroe City Invite, it was Marion County falling to Mark Twain, 52-43. to Elizabeth Trower with 21 points last night for the Lady Tigers. The Scotland County Lady Tigers take down Putnam County, 51-29. to Micah Cooley had 16 points there. Keokuk girls with a win over Mount Pleasant, 47-24. to Central League girls with a big win over Waco last night, 64-50. to And the Fairfield girls end up beating... Fort Madison, 49-40 to 40 was your final there. One other note from last night, they've created something called the Peisman Trophy in college football. It is a moment that recognizes the offensive lineman anywhere in college football who has the most unoffensive lineman-like moment, like a run or a catch or in Andrew Rupsich's case from Culver Stockton, that throw that went viral that we shot for you earlier this season. Well, Andrew actually won the Peisman Trophy over a bunch of Division One and Division Two kids. He is the first NAIA player ever to win the award for that, you know, Rupa rope throw that he had when he just stood back and became a tackle-eligible quarterback, so to speak. So that's a national honor for Culver Stockton, and apparently they will send a Peisman committee over to Canton later this year to recognize him. So good for Andrew. What a neat thing. Man, that thing just keeps going viraler and more, what is it, more viral and more viral by the second. So congratulations to Andrew. All right, when we come back, we're going to check in with Brock Idris, talk about the big showdown between Monroe City and Palmyra Boys basketball tonight at the Monroe City Tournament. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, 
Here's Chris Dewar. It is as it should be tonight in Missouri's oldest continuous high school basketball tournament, Monroe City versus Palmyra for the championships, both of the boys and the girls side of the bracket, which means there will be a whole new energy tonight in Titletown, and it will be one of the best basketball games of the early season. We're joined now by the head coach of the Monroe City Panthers, Brock Idris. And Brock, your team has played some interesting games early on, obviously never easy to play in the pit against Quincy Notre Dame. You went to Keokuk and took on a really improved chief squad but I have to think tonight is that next evolution for your squad it, it's time for that level game for your team isn't it isn't it time for this level game Brock sorry Chris I missed the, the first part oh no no problem I just was saying I mean you've played a tough early season schedule obviously with the trip to the pit and uh, you know when you when you go and you take on a really good Keokuk team but this is sort of a different evolution tonight with with where you're at this is uh it's time to kind of see where your team's at isn't it it is yeah you bet you know uh starting out the season uh three games in four days um uh, playing at the pit and probably one of the toughest environments uh in the tri-state uh, which is great for our kids to, to have that experience. Uh, and then going to Keokuk uh, with a much improved team, uh, Zach Summers does a tremendous job there. And, and I was concerned uh, going in without a day of preparation because we played Canton on a Monday and then followed up by playing Keokuk on Tuesday. So that was great for our kids to see the adversity being down in the fourth quarter and having to kind of gut it out and, we made enough free throws near the end to to finish the game, but you know you go through a tournament and we're lucky to be playing at home, uh, being in the championship again against Palmyra. Uh, just that rivalry, uh, both teams get up for playing each other, and I have great respect for Ryan Wood. He's he's one of the guys that when I first started at Monroe, uh, I had nothing but positive things to say when we were kind of going through the struggles and. And he just told me to keep my head up and keep doing what we're doing and, and things would turn around. And I've, I've remembered that since that, that first tournament, uh, nine years ago. And, uh, I know he's going to have his team prepared and it's going to be a fun game tonight. What stands out to you, Brock, about Palmyra? And obviously, I know Jaden Durst is off to the great start. They've got some shooters. What is, is there one dangerous thing or is it just the culmination of who they are? Well, I think there's a, a, a lot of different things. If if you look at the stat lines of both of our teams, it's eerie similar. I, I don't know that you could pick, like, this is Monroe, this is uh, Palmyra. So I let our kids know that the things that we do well, they do really well also. Uh, obviously, uh, Jane Durst is, is one of the better players in our area. Uh, he's played extremely well throughout this tournament. Uh, and then Abe Hare has continued to get better uh, down on the block and being as athletic as he is. He can offensive rebound. If he catches near the elbows, he can get to the rim uh, with one bounce. I think Zane Myers is doing a better job attacking the basket but can also stretch the floor. And then you've got a couple other shooters around him. So they're good at playing in transition, uh, which makes it easy to find guys to, to get open shots. And then when you have somebody that can rebound or finish around the basket like Jaden Durst uh, and Abe Hare, it's going to make defense difficult. We're really going to have to be locked in. 
from your standpoint, you obviously lost some great seniors, and everybody's going to point to C.E. Talton and what he was able to do production-wise. But, I mean, you lost a lot of character and a lot of, uh, you know, just standout seniors in general from last season. How have you liked the way this, this younger group has kind of embraced the new identity, and, and especially these seniors? I know Bryce Starks had a really good start to the season and the way he's kind of done that. And Antoine Battle is obviously a kid who, who always has that kind of scrappiness to him. How have you kind of liked the way this team has started to form early up? Well, I would agree with what you said. Not only just just losing a great player in CE, but just the the togetherness and the grittiness of those seniors that we had last year. Uh, it didn't matter what sport they were playing. Uh, they loved to see each other succeed, and it really showed out in the spring when it's you know tracks almost an individual sport, but just to see those guys wanting to be at each other's events. Uh, if they weren't running with each other, just, you know, encouraging them and, and those type of things. And to have kids like that on your team, it's going to definitely make your team excel. And, you know, going into this year, that, that was the thing that we constantly try to work uh, with our basketball program is just trying to create better leaders, better young men, uh, servant leaders, guys that really care about one another and uh, want each other to do well. And, and I think that's something as a parent, you want your kids to grow up to be, uh, and we try to instill that into a, into our basketball players. Just like if you're going to be on the court, whether you're playing 32 minutes and you're playing one minute or no minutes, like how do you contribute to our team to make, to make a, a positive change, uh, bring energy and be contagious and enthusiastic and, and make people reach another level that they want to meet. Uh, if you weren't there. And I think our guys are embracing that and they're getting better at that. And we look forward to seeing how they continue to improve as the season goes on. Brock, you occupy sort of a unique place in, in sort of the tri-state infrastructure. It was one of the great unspoken and unplayed rivalries in the history of football in this area in the late 1990s and early 2000s that, you know, Carthage and Monroe City were the two football teams of gravity, and those two communities always sort of had a rivalry that never got played. And here you are, a Carthage guy who ends up not only going to Monroe City but excelling as a part of both of those programs and coaching. Um, that, that community has really accepted you. Uh, how similar, I guess, is the fabric of those two communities and just the, the pursuit of excellence between those two programs historically, and just how appreciative are you to have landed in such a great petri dish of, of winning culture? Well, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity that I've had here at Monroe City, and, and it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for uh, Ryan Watson hiring me uh, 10 years ago and coming out of Central Methodist, um, getting the, the high school PE uh, weightlifting job, in addition to a middle school head coaching uh, basketball job, I was thrilled to death. I think I was the most excited middle school coach uh, you, you might have ever seen. And I, I'm sure some people from Monroe might have thought I was crazy at the time uh, as much as I wanted to do. But uh, I was thrilled. And just being able to have mentors like Jim Unruh uh, at Carthage and seeing all those coaches, Bill Lapp, Bill Reed, uh, Lyle Klein and and all those guys that I played for and seeing the the standards that they had uh, when you practiced and how we prepared and and being able to bring some of those things to the table here at Monroe City, which knowing the the excellence they already had, uh, it was an opportunity to kind of share ideas and and 
you know, working with Tony DeGrave, uh, he taught me so much from a different perspective on reaching kids. And, and I don't know if I've been around as many people that would take the shirt off their own back, you know, to, to help somebody as much as Tony and, and then to work with David Kirby when he came in and, and he was a wing T guy coming in from Milan, uh, getting to share different perspectives of, of wing T and, and those things, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't be more thankful, uh, to be at Monroe. And like you said, with the community embracing what we're doing here and, and being around the kids, uh, it's just a blessing. Well, it's a blessing to have you in that community. I know the entire community feels that way. Best of luck to you tonight, Brock. I know it's going to be a heck of a test, and I would admonish everybody to go and to get there early because seating will be at a premium. Good luck to you, sir. Oh, thanks for having me on, Chris, and I look forward to seeing you. And thanks, as always, to Brock Idris. And when we come back, we're going to talk some Keokuk Chiefs basketball with Zach Summers. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. Well, the preseason scuttlebutt was that Keokuk had a chance to be the most improved team in Tri-State Boys basketball, and I think in the early season we've seen some of the earmarks of that, which I'm sure has made Zach Summers, who joins us now, very pleased. Zach, first of all, I, I think I need to at least make mention of the fact your your football team finished, what, 6-3 and three this season, and you've got a lot of football kids. Is some of that winning mentality carrying over? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've always said um, that, a good football season just springboards your entire school into a good school year. And uh, Coach Roberts has done a great job of just getting those kids to buy into how hard you got to work to be able to be successful. And uh, those kids finally seeing the success uh, was huge. And, and it's really helped us going into the basketball season because winning is the hardest thing that you can do. I mean, they understood how hard they need to work. They understood what the things were they need to do to be successful. But until you actually get those wins and see those wins, that's the hardest thing to do, and that's really the last step of any rebuild. And I think with football doing it, it's made my job a lot easier. I know you touched on it, and I know it was a loss, but coming out in the early season and throwing punches with a team as good as Monroe City and standing in the middle of the ring with them to the very end, what did that mean for the value of you know just confidence for your team moving forward into this season? I think it just showed that we can compete with teams that understand how to win and how to win at a very high level. Uh, Coach Idris' teams have been winning for for a long time now, and, and those kids know how to do it. And to be honest, you know, we get a five-point lead in the fourth quarter, and it was one of those things that you just kind of thought that the, the, the Stark kid and the two Taltons, they're sophomores, they're going to fold, but they just – they just play like Coach Idris coaches and how he played when he played. They're just calm. They understand what they need to do, and, and they found a way to win. But what it did for our kids was show our kids that we can compete with teams that win at high levels, and, and we have the ability to do that. Um, and, and we followed it up with playing some pretty good basketball afterwards. Obviously had that little setback with Burlington, but our kids believe that they're good and that they compete at a high level. Uh, but the thing with with who we play in in our conference, you got to play at a high level all the time if you want to win basketball games. Well, you won one last night on the road, obviously, 56-50 over uh, Mount Pleasant. And you're, you're finding a lot of different guys. It seems like you're finding – and we knew you'd be athletic going into the season. But to me, I look at it, and I think one of the connective points so far in the early season in your success has been the play of Isaiah Say. And he's sort of been the guy that has kind of stepped up. Is that fair, Zach? 
That, yeah, that's very fair. Uh, that kid is very, very talented, and he can score in a lot of different ways. I think this summer you really saw him kind of transcend into a score where his first two years he kind of was content sitting out of the three-point line and shooting, and this year he's he's able to get to the basket and finish as well. I mean, he can he can shoot it with the best of them in the area, but with him being able to go to the rim now and creating his own shots and, and doing those sort of things has made him a, a really lethal scorer. And, uh, he's, he's a big difference with our team because, you know, Anthony Potratz is a kid that's going to be constant and he's solid and he's, you know what you're going to get from him every single night. And now to have Isaiah step up and, and really be a consistent scorer for us has been a big advantage because we have a bunch of other kids around them that any one of them can score 10, 15. Calum Takas had 20 points against Burlington off the bench. So, uh, we got a lot of kids that can score at any given night, but to have two scores that have been consistent throughout the year has been huge. I know when you came over from Knox County, it was, hey, there's there's potential here, but it's we got to awaken this thing. And it seems like just the fact that you're playing more guys uh, suggests a, a different level of confidence in the kids you have and a different level of confidence in, hey, we finally got some traction here. Are you starting to feel that, that, hey, this is the turning point? Because, I, I mean, I don't need to tell you, there was a lot of hard work to get to this point, period, wasn't there? Yeah, there really was. You know, there's... There was always talent, but the thing was, was they had to learn how to play basketball and they had to learn what it takes to be successful, how hard you have to work to be successful. But, uh, right now, you know, we, we've kind of got it rolling and, um, our numbers, I wouldn't say are, are real high freshmen through senior. We got about 23, but they are 23 good basketball players and, and that's really important. So when we're playing three levels and we're able to do that, it's kind of showing how basketball is getting back to what Keokuk basketball was and what it what it can be. And uh, I actually said on the radio last night after the game, I, I feel our 9 and 10 guy is better than any 9 and 10 guy we're going to play throughout the year. Uh, and that's just credit to the depth we have, but it's also credit to how hard the kids work to making themselves better and, and being able to become good basketball players. And that's a big advantage for us when uh, last night Mount Pleasant only played seven kids and they jumped out 16-2 but you could see how much energy they used in that 16-2 run to start the game and you just never felt that you're out of that thing because we knew over the stretch of a game we were going to be okay and we were going to be able to fight back and uh, we're going to have more than they do because we have enough kids that can go in and out and play and contribute and do what they need to do for us to win a ball game. You're the athletic director at Keokuk, Zach, and you're also a Hancock County kid, so you've seen that sleeping giant that is Keokuk Sports for years and years just kind of over the back of your shoulder there. To have the kind of year started that you have had this year, I mean, you saw it with football. I think you're seeing it with wrestling coming back up a little bit. Uh, Some of the growth of volleyball last year with the progress that was made there and some of the things spun forward. It's a pretty good time to be a Keokuk chief. It feels like a renaissance is going on. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Keokuk's always been a prideful community, and it's it's been a community that rallies around winners. And uh, that's been really the goal that we've had. When Adam Magliari hired me, you know, his first thing he said was, we want to win at everything. And, and that really stuck out to me. And uh, we've been working hard just to get the kids back out and involved in, in our stuff because, in all honesty, every school's got really good athletes in their school it just depends if they're motivated enough to go out and contribute and if you get them out and and they're wanting to play and they're wanting to better themselves and better the school and i think the turning point was last spring when uh we had a an assembly to to honor some of our state people where our dance team 
uh, was a national champion. So we honored them. We honored uh, our track kids that went to state. But at the very end of that, I had every kid that was involved in, in an athletic in the spring or were part of our small groups uh, with band and choir to come out on the floor. And it was over 75% of our kids. And, and it just hit me at that time that our kids are buying in to what we're doing at Keokuk, and, and they're wanting to contribute, and they're wanting to make our school better. And when you get that, you're going to start having success. And, and I think our spring success individually with some track and some stuff and our numbers out was a start. But then this fall was a great start for us where uh, our cross-country team had some kids placed in the top five in the conference, and that's never happened in a long, long time. And our volleyball team's numbers are huge, started winning some some games and finishing tied for third in the conference. And obviously football, having this start they had, it springboarded us. Our wrestling team went in and won their first conference duel since I've been here, um, beat Mount Pleasant on Thursday, and our numbers are up there. And uh, we're filling a lot of those weight classes, and, and I think you're going to see some good things out of them moving forward. Coach Davis is Coach Davis, and he does what he does every single year, and they're no different this year. They they may look a little different. The names may be a little different, but it's the same thing, and he's going to have success, and he always has success. He's got a program that's very special. You probably know more than anybody about how good our bowling is and what we do there, but um, you know, it's it's just fun to be at Keokuk right now, and it's real fun to see those kids and, and to see them have success and really understand that it's worth it at this point. All right, thank you, Zach. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure, my friend. Good luck to you against Fort Madison next Friday. And that wraps us up here on the Saturday Morning Ticket. We'll see you right back here next week. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.